coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. La 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 la. <coughs> hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John, good to see you again. Pitmaster and the Doc, and we're going to talk about we're going to talk a little about everything. This is the best podcast out there today. So before you even finish watching it, make sure you share it, like it, subscribe to it, share it some more. That's what you can do. That's what you should do. If you don't, shame on you. Anyway, we're going to talk about this weekend's UFC. Um, it was in Mexico City. I wish they didn't have fights in Mexico City. What's the elevation there? It's like 10-something. No 10, way. 10,000 feet? Yes. Check it's it. Google it's like it. two miles? It's crazy. It's like, I'll, I'll look it up while you're talking. Okay. All right. So anyways, whatever it is, it's super high. Um, it might be 7,500. 7, might be 7,500. But it's super high, and it's super polluted there. And it's just like the fighters have to go for like three, four, six weeks. Okay, so it's like 75-ish. 70, uh, the, the fighters have to go there like, like instead of the usual five, six days, which is, it's enough of a hassle right there. These guys are having to go over two, three. One of the guys went over six weeks in advance. That was Jeremy Stephen. Jeremy, six to get weeks. prepared because when Cain Velasquez went over there two weeks in advance, he thought that was plenty of time. And Cain Velasquez, one of the most conditioned heavyweight fighters ever, he gassed in the first round. So, you know, it's just, it's just such, it's such an expense and such a, it's just not worth it, I don't think. I don't think, I don't think there's a great reason to do it because the fight, it's such a hassle on the fighters, their families, their camps. Jeremy Stevens went over there, didn't he go over there six weeks in advance? That's what I heard, yeah. For a 15 second fight. And, 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 you know, he got paid pretty good, I'm sure, but... I mean, he had to put out all his, his training partners, his coaches. It's just, it's not worth it. It's like... Yeah, it's, so the UFC will fly you and your team yeah. to the event for a week, but they're not flying you there six no. weeks early. They're not flying you over. They're not putting you up. They're not feeding them. So the, the fighter is responsible for feeding his whole camp for six weeks, his coaches, his trainers... He's, he's responsible for flying everyone out there except for one coach. And he's responsible for putting them up. So it's just, I mean, it's just such such a financial and family burden. I, I just, I don't think it's worth it. I think it's, I think it's a dumb move. There's, I don't see the upside to it. I don't think the, I don't think it's, it's worth the return. The, 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 what do you call it? It's not worth the return. What's the word? The return on investment? The return on investment is not good for fighting in, in, in Mexico City. I just I think it's a silly move on the UFC's part. Well, it's unless just, you can train in your hometown and it's at altitude. You got people training in Colorado or whatever. Yeah, but it's lower there. And so that, that other 2,000 feet, I mean, that's it's pretty big. I mean, it's a pretty big change. Well, it turned out it didn't matter. 
Because does. 15 seconds, it don't matter. You could be at 10,000 feet. It's no, but it, do, it doesn't matter. It does matter. It doesn't matter that he didn't get... Because, so of course, he didn't have time to get tired. But what really mattered is now, he doesn't get his win bonus. And he had to pay. He had to, out of pocket, his whole team, room, food, flights, all, all for not. All for nothing. So it was like... It's just, and all the UFC guys that went over early, like, I think, uh, I think Carlos Barza went over early, and all of the opponents, the people that weren't from Mexico City, went over really early, and it's just, it just seems like it's such an inconvenience, both, you know, family-wise, uh, work-wise, some of these guys might work, and, and financially, it's, it, I don't think it's worth it, I think it's a dumb move, and. But anyway, so let's talk about the fights. Um, well, let's, let's talk about let's talk about that fight. So Jeremy Stevens and Yair Rodriguez. Yair, obviously, Yair. People were there to see him because it was in Mexico City. Yeah. And they wanted to see him fight. And uh, what's his highlight reel stuff? Who was he fighting? And he knocked him out with the elbow. One of the biggest high ro- highlight reels is the the Korean Zombie. That's right, Korean Zombie. I think he was a little ahead. The Korean Zombie was the I think it was the five rounder, and with something crazy like ten seconds left. Korean zombie rushed in. He did a spinning upward elbow and caught him just right. Knocked him out with like 10 seconds to go. And it was the highlight reel of all highlight reels. And it was a great finish. This fight, he ended the fight with an eye, is an eye scrape. It wasn't really an eye gouge or an eye poke. It didn't go straight in. But his finger went down and grazed his cornea. So basically it scratched um, Jeremy's cornea, which hurts just as much as anything else. And, it, and you know, as a defense mechanism, the eye, eyelid, you know, shuts and everything, everything, you know, it, it, it covers the eyeball and it, 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 it constricts. And so he couldn't eye, open his eye, eyelid. They could barely even open it trying to do that, uh, the doctor. Yeah, the doctor couldn't get a look at it. Because his eyes was spasmed shut. So if the doctor spasm, can't yeah. see his eye, obviously he can't see out of it. They'll stop fights for swelling, so they're going to stop fight. Even if his eye's not injured, he can't see out of it. He can't open his eye. Yeah. So ends, ended up, it was a scratch cornea, which you can give the guy five, you can give the guy five days to rest and, or heal, and it's still not going to be okay. They give them five minutes. That might be okay in a groin kick. Or some other minor infraction, like a groin kick, you know. But for an eye poke or an eye gouge, like Glover got against, uh, you know, he got plenty of them against uh, John Jones and Gustafsson. I'm, I mean, Glover had problems seeing five days later. Forget five minutes, not even five hours, you're still blurry. So once you get eye poked, the fight's changed. And the, 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 the victim of the eye poke is going to be at a disadvantage for the rest of the fight. The fight is not even at all anymore. So when there's an eye poke, if the referee gives the guy five minutes, even after five minutes, of course the guy's going to want to keep fighting. But he's still, he's an, he's, a, he's an impaired fighter. It's not a fair fight anymore. And John Jones knows that. He's joked about that in the past. You know, 
Gustafsson. Those were brutal eye pokes against Glover. Like I said, I talked to Glover five days later. He still had blurry vision. How, so. how do you solve this problem in the UFC? Do you do you take a point even if it's an accident? Hmm. That's the only way you stop it. No, he can't. You well, then everyone gets a free eye poke. No, no, that's not how you stop it because a point isn't going to make a difference. The guy still can't see. You know, he still has blurry vision. The only way to fix this is change the gloves. So it's, that's the only way. So you got to cover their fingers or what? You have to. You have to. You have to combine their fingers like in a boxing. It used to happen in bo- They only had one little thumb in a boxing glove, right? And it was it was free. And you can poke someone with that eye with the thumb, very seldom, but it happened once in a great while. In in MMA, it's happening every fucking card now. There, Bisping had to have like major surgery to you know he almost lost sight in one eye. There's people that are going to the hospital and having surgery. You know, it's happening almost every fight now. It needs to be taken seriously. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, fucking. Um, I can't even think of something that had okay, the um, the twelve to six elbow. Why did they that? Was, because one guy got hit a certain way, they changed the whole thing. Okay, they're not changing it for MMA. They have they just said, you know, we might will warn you and maybe take a point away someday if you're poking your fingers out like this. John Jones spends most of his fight like this. Okay, but also nothing happens negative to. The poker, yeah, because you get a free, and especially if it's accidental, it's not even on purpose. You still don't get a point taken away. I say if they either change the gloves or this, or this, anything, anything that touches the eye, the guy gets, he wins. The guy that get poked wins. That's the only fair thing because he can't fight right anymore. He can't fight to his potential anymore. Now you've created a soccer match where everyone falls on the ground and rolls around and yeah, pretends I they're injured. I don't think, I don't think fi- <laughs> fighters are not soccer players. Soccer players yeah. are by nature you know, weaker people than fighters. They're, 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 of course they're not nearly as tough as fighters. You can't compare a soccer player with a fighter. A fighter just, is a fighter. I'm comparing incentive of telling them if you get poked in the eye you win. Yeah, but That's I think... a little drastic. I don't think a fighter wants to win that way. I really don't. How do you change the gloves to not have an eye poke but still maintain the grappling get, wrestling? Yeah, there, it, it, would, it, would, um, it would impair it a little. It would change it a little. But I think in the, in the long run, I think, I think it would be very... Uh, I think it would be very beneficial. You could put the gloves, like make a glove, and then the fingers go in it. And they, they, they're surrounded and they're... I have a better solution. What? Goggles. <laughs> you gotta, you wear a cup. Wait, you wear a mouth guard. Yeah. Goggles. Yeah. Contacts. That, some that, some <laughs> contacts? I don't know. He got a corneal abrasion. That means that was his fingernail. Yeah. That went through his eyeball. And they checked their fingernails. I mean, he already has no, no extending. But even just touching your fingernails... Just try it, guys, out there. Just try... <laughs> Oh, hold your eye eyelid open and try to scratch your cornea with your fingernail, just ever not, so lightly. I'm not recommending that. He's a doctor; way. he can. He has the Hippocratic oath. I don't. I'm recommending you don't do that. Yeah, but anyway, That's a bad idea. Um, so, so anyway, goggles in MMA. No, no goggles. You can't do goggles. You can do goggles and get basketball because they're not allowed to punch. Can you imagine getting hit over the goggles? <laughs> you can't get hit in the goggles. No, but so 
either change the gloves completely, which would hamper the wrestler. Wrestlers would be at a little bit of a disadvantage. Um, make it so the fighter that does it immediately. And, and when they go back, they say the fighter is going to, you know, anybody cheats. You go back, there's something called replay. So they, if the guy fights, oh, I, I lost. And then they, they look at the replay and the guy goes, well, and th- you know what? Tell. Where that falls apart, though, is this fight. Because you go back and watch the replay, it looks like nothing. But you still saw a scratch. You saw something. You saw it. His fingers touched his face. So, but so this doesn't stop. Whatever rules we have now does not stop a fighter from gauging distance and holding, reaching out with his yeah, hand. He's not have, purposely doing right. it. So they have to keep the only way they, they should be able to open their hands is when they're grappling. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So what did you think? So I Herb Dean steps in. I think he did a great job. Great he job. He tried to keep the doctor away, which actually he I like because he didn't job. want to see the Herb doctor Dean. come in and just call the fight. Because yeah. he said no, he has five minutes. He has five, he minutes. Has five so minutes. He didn't even want him in there. No. And he kind of kind of got him out of there and said, "Look, he, this fighter's not mortally injured. Give him five minutes for his eye to open up and relax." I really like the way Herb Dean handled it. He kind of took control of the situation. He's perfect. Perfect. It was really good. That was one of the best things. And Herb was so confident. He's like, his eyes just passed, but it's going to open up. And then it didn't. It yeah. was like, it was, it was a bummer. So a bummer. this is, though, what comes down to, I think part of what gives MMA a bad rap is some of the fans. Fan. Yeah, but some of the fans. So some of the fans are MMA. martial arts fans, and some of them are fans of violence. That only. was a low-end fan. Whatever their fan base is, the people that were just the people that were throwing stuff, they're low end people. They're just like, they're people that could. They're not going to be saved. Those people, you can't save them and say, oh, those are going to be good people someday. People like that are just low end people. Here's this picture. So this picture we have up is it's a they're beer, throwing is stuff. Beer being hurled. They're throwing stuff in the cage. Could you be a lower end person if you throw something it in the cage? It wasn't one thing either. No. It was like raining down on the. On the uh, octagon after the fight, the the fans are so upset that this fight they're got not called. A, they're not just upset; they're just stupid and they're just weak. They're just fucking. So dumb this as is shit. though the they're problem, pathological. This is the problem that I think UFC or some MMA or whatever gets a bad rap because there's fans like this. There's the same fans that root for the guy that runs over the pregnant lady or runs into her car or or cheats. But. Or Let's throws the forget. dolly through the window, or throws stuff into you the ring. You got the same fans in, in soccer in fucking England. They riot. They fucking throw they're hooligans. Things. Yeah, the soccer. They're hooligans. hooligans. They're criminals. They're thugs. And these guys in Mexico City, these fans were no better. They're the lowest of the low people. And I don't think that's. I think it's less in MMA than it is in boxing, or even soccer or football. As maybe they call it, it is less, but I, I still think that there's a difference between being a fan of martial arts which is what yeah. these guys were out there trying to do, and just being a fan of just violence. Dishery, yeah. So, you know, I, I think there's different people that the sport attracts. attracts. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and it there's, does. there's definitely different people and different personalities that the sport attracts. I think that's unfortunate. But And as a, as a martial arts guy, which I am, and an MMA guy, which I am, I wish all those guys like that would just fucking leave and never come. Because they're, they're the... They're just they're just so low end. They're always whatever people like that are involved in. They're gonna bring it down. What what percentage of the fan base that makes this sport money do you think are martial arts fans, and which ones just want to see the car crash and the spectacle? 
I'll say 75-25, 75 martial artists, 25 not. Maybe even 80-20. I think the majority of our fan base, MMA fan base, is really good and really respectful. And I think... Um, let me ask you this, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be racist, okay? That shit happens in Mexico. You can't say it's Mexicans because it happens in England. Those are white people. It happens in Ireland. Those are white people. So it has nothing to do... It happens in Africa. Those are black people, okay? It happens in those... So it can't be white, black, you know, or brown. Maybe it's the alcohol. But let me... No, let me ask you this. <laughs> that shit never happens in Japan. Why is that? I've seen Japan fans like crazy, you know, uh, where, where there's crazy decisions, there's disputing, there's, there's uh, you know, there's, there's th that exact same type of controversy. But you'll never see in Japan, even though instead of 20 or 30,000 people, sometimes there's 50 to 70,000 people in the fan uh, audience, they won't throw one fucking thing. Why is that? Well, it's the same fans that start booing and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's not it's respectful. Slow. It's low end. It's it's low end fans, yeah. which yeah. is sad to see. Especially, I think Jeremy Stevens had to be like escorted out of the arena because yeah. people are throwing stuff at him. But they're throwing stuff into the at the announcers, yeah. the ref, uh, into the ring where their guy that was fighting was. I mean, they're just they could have hurt him. They don't give a shit. They're so stupid. They don't care. I've seen that. Ha oh wait, I w I have seen that happen in a Thai uh, group in 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 southern in Anaheim, where a Thai fighter got beat by an American fighter. He's actually Canadian, but he wasn't Thai, and the crowd went crazy, and they were hitting the referee with a with a stool. They hit. They were throwing stools into the into the, the seats. They weren't all connected like they should be. They were throwing the fuck the fighter, my guy had to get stitches. He had to get like 10 stitches. Uh, some of the judges had to get stitches. It was a fucking melee like I've never seen before. Um, so this stuff, I mean, this happens in, uh, I had to be escorted out of a fight in, uh, in Utah once because the, it, the, the crowd didn't like the way that my fight went with some U guy from uh, Utah and I had to be escorted out. The crowd, they didn't start throwing bottles, but they started throwing stuff into the ring, and I had to be escorted out. So, there's some douchebag fans all over. As a fighter, does it make you want to go fight there? No. Yeah. I can't imagine it would. Yeah, forget the altitude. Forget the fucking, uh, forget the, you know, the smog and shit, the terrible air quality. Just the, the that alone, even though... Yeah, Colby would want to go fight there. <laughs> Colby Covington would want to go I'd fight I'd love there. to hear him yelling the kind of stuff he did. What did he call Brazilians? He like, would show up in Mexico City with his, his MAGA hat on. And uh, I think he would want to fight there, but I think most fighters probably... I don't know. It's a dangerous situation to go put yourself in. You you beat up their fighter or you lose... I don't know. And they get upset and start throwing stuff in the ring. I think yeah. that's... I don't know. They're mostly probably throwing alcohol, too, which maybe isn't a good combo. Yeah. So, anyway. So, okay. So, let's talk about the end of that fight. He got a scratch cornea. You can't keep fighting with a scratch cornea, guys. And then his opponent, Yair, who's such a nice, respectful guy 99.9% .9 of the time. I don't know if it was a language thing, but he said he has to live with that. And I didn't understand what he was saying during the interview. He goes... Yeah, well, 
Jeremy has to live with uh, if he was just faking it. And it's like, you just scratched this fucking guy in the eye, ruined this, could have ruined his life, for God's sakes, because of you. You scratched him. He didn't scratch himself, and now you're saying, if you, well, hope you can live your, with yourself. That's like a fucking murderer murders someone and then just says, tells the witness, I hope you can live with yourself. You did it. You're the one that scratched him, and then you're fucking questioning him because his eye hurt so much. He fucking didn't make, he, he lost so much money on that fight because of your scratch. Not because of him faking it, because of your scratch. How dare you say that? And you're, I was one of your biggest fans, bro. I hope that was a language thing and you didn't really mean what it meant in English. But what it meant in English is you're doubting that, that Jeremy actually hurt himself. He was faking it. You're really fucking questioning Jeremy Stevens pretending, saying that he's faking an injury that you caused and saying you have to live with yourself. That was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in a post-fight uh Interview. He was I, clearly like emotionally distraught. He was crying. He, I like, know. He was like out of it. He was like pushing Bisping away. Of all the people that come interview him too afterwards. I know. <laughs> Bisping's had the worst, worst eye injuries. He had to fucking. They had to do like major, major surgery where they thought he might be blind, and he he was gonna retire. He came back, but yeah, he's the, he's he's the wrong guy because you poke somebody. Yair poked somebody, and he has the nerve to fucking, like, pretend he was going to swing on, like, uh, Bisping. I know that the adrenaline is flowing and shit, but that was that was a bit much and a bit actish to me. I think, uh, I hope he circles back and says, you know, I'm Please, sorry sir. I caused that fight to end because, I was of, my, 100% because of what I did, and yeah. then I want to... I wanna, rematch i want to do that fight again Bang. yeah because that, be that fight was going to be a good fight that was going to be a great fight they're both great fighters but i hope you didn't mean what it sounded like you meant to most of us americans um that was a terrible terrible thing to say and to 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 even insinuate that someone like J jeremy stevens did that is just fucking ludicrous now moving on to the other fight carla Sparza against uh, alexia grasa or grasso um Great fight. Um, many out there um, thought that Alexia won. Alexia. Uh, Alexa. Um, it was a close fight. It, I, I could see either way, but I definitely saw... Um, I definitely saw Carla winning. I think she had enough control on the ground. But that third round was pretty brutal. She was clearly rocked. Even she said she was almost out. Um, clearly, um, clearly almost submitted, clearly out. I mean, she was completely controlled that whole last round. So she, that means she had to win the first and second pretty decisively, but I'm going to give her that because, uh, I love Cookie Monster, but that was a really good fight. So I don't know. Who do you think won? Uh, I don't know. Did she get the split decision on that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, split decision can go either way. It could have gone. I, I, I don't know. It's obviously not crystal clear even to the judges who won. Yeah, but yeah, but kind of, to me, a split decision is kind of like a draw. Either one could have won that fight. That's just to me. But most split decisions, or a lot of them, are just bad judging. Um, Was this the armbar fight? Yeah. 
Yeah. So I had to go back and watch that. Because it looks like her arm gets bent backwards like 45 degrees, but I think she actually was twisting out of the arm bar, and yeah, it wasn't in that deep. Otherwise, her elbow would be broken. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was in really deep, and she was able to, um, like, she had really good hyperextension and good flexibility. But when they took that picture, it made it look a lot worse than it really was because some, some people were thinking that was the hyperextension, and it wasn't. So, um as bad as it was, uh, yeah, it, it it could have been a lot worse. And she's she said it hurt a little bit. So just for just to hurt a little bit, um, means that it, it wasn't as bad as the you know ninety degrees the wrong way. But anyway, so that was that was a good fight though. It went back and forth. Uh, I could see her winning. I'm glad she won. Uh, but that other girl definitely threw down. And and even at the end, she she had top control, so that was a good fight. And then uh, I like to see Brandon and uh, Askar. That was a that was another close fight where this time the striker got the the um, the a little bit of the, uh, the advantage, but they called it a, a split draw. So this how was did it, how does it turn out to be a split draw? How does the how does I don't the know I don't know how out? the judging has to go for that. That's I think. It's, it's yeah I don't know how does the judging have to go for a split draw that's a majority draw maybe they called it uh, but whatever it was um, uh, again I saw both sides winning and I definitely saw a draw, a draw. sometimes instead of a split decision I, I wish there was a draw because even though there's three rounds or five and the, it's an uneven uh, sometimes one round is dead even and then the other one go one goes to one and goes to, one goes to the other so you still can have a draw you know you can see you can have a draw all three rounds so even though there's an uneven number you can still have a draw but um i just love the way that guy talks he has like this uh spanish accent but he's so animated he talks like this and he's so happy he's like i'm so happy to be here i love it and he's just he truly loves what he's doing you know, he even fight the way he fights just with with happiness, and he loves it. And after the fight, he's just like, "Hey, it is what it is, man. I just love being here, and it, I just love watching him." So, I'm I'm a huge fan of Brandon. But anyway, so that's that's that split draw, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a split draw. What the? How do you have a split draw? That is really bizarre. It had to be like three three tens. Like maybe you had a ten, one guy had that all three rounds ten ten or something. Then other you know I don't know. I, I like to see the struck uh, the the scorecards for that, but I don't know. To me, it was a draw. I I'll take a draw on that one. On the Cookie Monster one, I would have taken a draw too, but I am glad she won. Um, and the last fight was just uh, the first was, fight was the uh, spinning back fist fight. Oh. What that end in round two? Yeah, that was that was a brutal. I don't, yeah, I don't so know. that was uh, Steven Peterson and Martin Bravo. Did you see that? I saw the end, and and that's. L let me just tell you this: between that fight and the way that uh, uh, Herb Dean handled their doctor and the fighters in the last fight, okay, that to me right there, um, Herb Herb Dean is way fucking up there as a referee. The way he shoved that opponent, saving, uh, you know, the guy that was about to get pounded again, who was clearly unconscious, 
on the ground. He was there in a second, and he tackled the guy off of him, saving the other guy from unnecessary punishment. Great, great stoppage. And then the way he controlled the doctor and the fighters for that five minutes uh, at, in the last fight, Herb Dean is is just gone up uh, huge, huge amounts. I'm going to call him tomorrow. So the, the scores on that fight, though, the split draw, were 30-27 for Moreno, 29-28 for Askarov, and then the, the last judge is a 28-28 score. Yeah. So one, one fighter did have one more point. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. one of the judges was a, a tie. All right, yeah. We got to talk to, talk to Herb Dean. Should we get him on? Uh, do we have him on? We haven't had Herb Dean on, no. We have not had him on? We need to have him on. He's like, uh, man, I, I got I to gotta talk to him. Too bad we couldn't put him on what right now. What a job. He's, the stuff he's had to deal with. Like every week, there's like something happens where he has to deal with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's not just hanging out, sitting there, and the fight goes I on. should ask him right now. See if he answers, and we'll ask him. Just for our guys now. We will have him on the show, though. What do, you want, what do you want to talk to him about? I want, I saw, hey, can I? Can we have you on our show, bro? Let me tell you something. Let me tell, this is a true story. Can I put you on, on speaker for a sec? Okay. Okay. The way... What was that? For, the Peterson-Bravo fight? Okay. The way you actually put yourself in harm's way and, and your timing and your decisiveness and getting that guy off of him before he's able to hurt him anymore... Okay, you put that fight, right, in with the way you handled the Stevens, uh, or the, what do you call, the um, Jeremy Stevens against Yair fight, the way you handled the doctor, you could have so easily been, like, intimidating, go, okay, you wonder, you, you controlled it and said, nope, you got five minutes, and the way you controlled everything in that, uh, you, you had such uh, cage control, those two, yeah, thank you so much for appreciating me, brother. Oh, man. I know I always Bro, I'm telling you, that fight, those, those two fights, the last fight in the main card and the first fight in the main card, you the way you handle both of those, it's like it's like you saying, I'm the fucking best referee in the world. Can we get you on our show next week? Okay, yeah, I'll do um, how about the week after next? Because I'll be gone this weekend and are you gonna be? Are you gonna be at Bellator? No, I'm gonna be. Uh, no, I'll be at two. I'll be doing two. I'll be in Russia for, for this weekend. I need tomorrow. Okay. I'm going for this weekend and then next weekend. Okay. And then I'll be back next weekend. Let's do it after that. Let's do it, cause I, man, we're t we're just doing a podcast talking about you, and you're like, I was just picturing that last fight, and my and my partner was like saying, yeah, Herb, he handled the doctor, man. It's like, you, you, you. Uh, okay, brother. I'll let you go, but I'll look for you in like two weeks. I'll, I'll call you and set it up. Okay, when do you want to do it? Do you want to do it during the week or something? I'll drive up. Like Monday. We, we could do it on, uh, man, if, we, if you could drive up or whatever, that would be too good. But if not, we could have you on Skype. But either okay. way. All right, well, let's go for Monday. All right, brother, All right, thanks. Right, talk to you All right, thanks a lot, John. Thanks, brother. Wow. How did, I, I, you heard him. How now, what, how would... What did he say? How could you be more a nicer guy too? He one of the fucking best referees on the planet, refereeing every fucking UFC, 
And he's like, oh, oh just so accommodating. Your Rolodex and your phone's funny. My phone's full of doctor's numbers. <laughs> your phone's full of referees and, and fighters and trainers. <laughs> That's All awesome. Right. Well, that so, was fantastic. So we're going to have Herb Dean in two weeks. And and just that fight was... The fight, that card, that, the main card was just unbelievable for a lot of reasons. I think the main reason is, number one, the Herb Dean and then the double spinning hammer blow stoppage. How, how often do two people throw a spinning back fist at the same time? That was Not crazy. Not very often, yeah. I've seen double knockouts before, too. Um, and that Eves Edward, uh, that's like Josh no, Thompson. That's a knockout of the year candidate, his double spinning yeah. back fist. That, that was, was pretty awesome. good, yeah. It was, it was good. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And then the way he... Okay, so the only other thing about that is how Herb Dean had to save the fighter. But some fighters would knock someone out, and they're out unconscious, and they would be done. Yeah. And then there's the fighters that are going to punch him in the face till they get peeled off. Yeah. I don't love that. No, I don't. I'm not a big I, fan of that. To be honest, like, I didn't, like... I, I'm so fixated on the way Herb Dean did it. I don't know. Like, he did this spilling hammer, and he started going... I, I'm not sure where his head was. Like sometimes you can notice that they're actually trying to hurt him more, like uh, like Askren was against uh, Hor you know Jorge Masvidal. Um, but sometimes I think it's just the momentum and the and the and the uh, adrenaline. I don't know in that fight. I didn't watch it enough, but I agree with you. If they're actually trying to hurt the guy after they know he's out, that's a douchebag move. People like Mark Hunt, the walkaway hook. He could tell as soon as he hit him, and he would just turn and walk away. I respect that. I've seen Yuliota Machida drop someone mid-hammer blow, stop, and then walk away, bow, and walk away. I think the majority of MMA fighters are very good, very respectful uh, martial artists. Well, we just saw that with Gaethje. He hit Cowboy. Yeah. And he didn't want to hit him anymore. Yeah, yeah. And he like kind of made him hit him again. He's like, yeah. I don't want to hit him anymore. He's you, you have to. If the referee puts you in a position, okay, you could yell at the referee. at least Cowboy was on his knee. Yeah. This was the guy was on his back unconscious, and he jumps on him and punches him in the face. Yeah. I don't love that as no, a fan. I don't, I don't like I it. I bet a lot of these fans at this fight liked it, but I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't like they it. They had the low-end fans that probably, <laughs> they fuck. They like to watch, I bet you most of those fans like to watch dog fights. Yeah. yeah. And, and nothing to do with Mexican because I'm telling you, I've seen some shitty ass fans in all walks of life. Yeah, yeah. low end fans. I think that's, that's disappointing. I'm going to do a video about low end fans. Yeah, we just did. <laughs> Are we done? Thanks. All right, till next time, man. Share the podcast and stuff. Share, everybody. The best podcast in the world. I'll see you guys.